at the Macarius Avenue. Romans chapter 6, verse 5. It says, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of his of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Can I get a very big amen? amen. Go to verse 4 for me. In verse 4, that is where the newness of this is. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism in death, that likewise as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of his Father, even we also should walk in the newness of life. So God wants us to walk in the newness of life. And you being born again, you have been brought into a certain life which is so new. You don't have to live like a sinner. God has provided everything for us to live the new life in Christ Jesus. Can I get a very big amen? Let's go to verse 6, verse 5. He said, for we have been planted together in the likeness of his death. So just like Christ died on the cross through baptism, he said that we have been planted likeness. It's a likeness. Hallelujah. And he said the same way he died in, and we have been planted in his likeness. That's the same way, the way he resurrected. That's the same way we are also going to be resurrected. And we shall put on the body that he's putting on. That is why he talks about, he said that, and mortality shall put on immortality. So this body will be redeemed. And it's going to, the body we are going to get will be a glorious body. Can I get a very big amen? Verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with, with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. The old man has been crucified. So know that, have the consciousness that you who used to do some things, now that you are born again, that old man has been crucified. It has been crucified through death. Hallelujah. And you have to walk in that consciousness because many don't understand to walk in the consciousness of what God has done for them. Can the amen be louder? That our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So we who have now received the newness of life, sin is not compulsory. You don't have to sin. Every Christian says that, oh, you know, we know we are all weak. We, you know, don't be talking like that. If you talk like that, your mind will be geared towards sin. Be righteousness conscious. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm righteousness conscious. Yeah, I'm a triple and four. Yes, but my old man has been crucified. Glory to God. My old man has been crucified. All I have to do is to renew my mind. If you leave Ghana and you are in the U.S., if you don't take time, you will carry Ghana mindset. Meanwhile, you are not here. You may be craving for kenke, but you are not here. Hallelujah. That is simply the cravings of the old man can come. But all we have to do is to take that old man off by renewing our mind. Can the amen be louder? Let's go verse 7. He that is dead is freed from sin. I'm free from sin. Some people can see this one. 
He that is dead is freed from sin. I'm dead. I'm freed from sin. I'm dead in the world. I'm alive unto Christ. I've received the newness of life. Now you can only leave this one by accepting what Christ came to do on the cross of Calvary. Jesus didn't die for nothing. You, the blood of Jesus on Friday night, those who are here, the blood of Jesus is the most expensive thing in the whole world. So never think that Jesus is trying to look for somebody to take to hell. He said, for his long suffering toward us, wishing that no man should perish. Health was not made for the sinner, eh, for the Christian, or nor anybody. Hell was actually made for the devil and his cohorts. But now he wants to pull some people there. And Christ said, no, I don't want any of you to go to hell, but through his blood. And you allow the redemption work of his blood that remits us from our sin. Hell will be far away from you. If you're a Christian, you're so afraid that you're going to go to hell. We have to check your being born again. There's what we call assurance of salvation. These are basic teachings. I, I will not go to hell because I did something wrong. Oh, man of God is saying that now we can do something wrong. I know some people are hearing it like that. I always have to counter the other thoughts. But hell was not made for us. So who, who, we who are walking in the newness of life, we have the consciousness that we are already citizens of heaven. Amen. Now are we the sons of God. Not tomorrow, but now. I'm a citizen of heaven. Can I get a... Oh, some people are not saying it boldly because they think they did something wrong. Say it again. Look, if you don't, if you don't take away sin consciousness, I'll talk about some things very soon. If you don't take away sin consciousness, you will continue to fall in sin. The reason why people keep falling in the same sin is not because they have repented. It's because they don't know how to receive forgiveness. Forgiveness must be received. If God in his own wisdom put in forgiveness as part of the redemptive package, he knows that there are times that you will triple and fall. He knows. So he put it inside. Now that God put it inside, does that mean that you should intentionally fall? No, but in case. So he said that if, it's not when, if any man sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And I love it. Because if I triple and fall, I'll not, not be thinking, oh Father, what is going to happen to me? I've not lost my salvation. No. He's faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Can I get a very big amen? Many people don't know how to receive forgiveness. So when God says he has forgiven them, they don't forgive themselves. Pride is when you cannot forgive yourself because of something you did in 1975. And God said, son, if you have confessed it, you have truly repented, I've forgiven you, carry it and keep moving forward. Can the amen be louder? But some people cannot forgive themselves. If you don't forgive yourself, it means that you have seen yourself as a perfect man. That you cannot do anything wrong. So when you do something wrong, you beat yourself. Why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? You are still in this flesh. 
But if you did anything wrong, thank God for the redemptive plan of God. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, thank God for the Holy Ghost, which strengthens us daily. I can wake up out of that sin and get out of it and look at it and say, I am coming to you no more. And I can still be rejoicing, coming into the presence of God without feeling any sense of inferiority. That God still loves me. Clap your hands and shout glory. Many Christians are there. So these guys are the ones who have weak conscience. Their conscience is weak. I'll talk about it. They have weak conscience. He said, come boldly to the throne room of grace and receive. If you come boldly, you will receive and obtain grace. Hallelujah. In the time of need, there is a time of need that you may do something. Look, our Christian work is a long walk. Today, you might not have done anything wrong. It's, it's okay. Don't plan to do it. Those days, I used to hear men of God who uh, they would say that when I was born again, when I was not born, I was a bad boy. I used to smoke. I used to do this. And I see them very anointed. And I said, God, but I have not done all these things. So I used to think that God cannot use you until you used to be a very, very, very bad guy. Because almost everybody was hearing they used to smoke. And I have not smoked. Must I smoke before God will use me? So some of you are like that, so you don't have to plan to go and sin. Hallelujah. But in case, just in case, you triple and fall, he has a plan for you. Don't kill yourself because you did something wrong. Don't kill yourself. He put it in the package. Hallelujah. So many Christians are stuck in their Christian walk. The worst is when you hear a, a judgmental preacher. I don't listen to such messages. It, they don't carry grace. When they, somebody did something wrong and, and they brought him to the church, they said the guy has sinned and da, 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 da. And I said, what do you have done to this guy? He's going to be worse off. So the guy left the church. He couldn't join any congregation again. He was worse off. What they think that he did, he did more than that. Because now he knows that nobody loves me. Everybody seems to be a sinner. When Paul says, if somebody sins, we should rebuke before. He didn't only talk about fornication. He says sin. Ah, clap your hands for God. Have conscious. I'm free from sin. I'm free from sin. Say it, say it. Say it. Say it. Say I'm free from sin. Learn to receive forgiveness. Anybody who looks so perfect, they are the most dangerous guys. Even with working with people, I realize that those who seem perfect, everything they get everything point. They are the most dangerous guys because they are pretending. But the one who do wrong and is ready to be corrected is the one that you can work with for a very long time. If you're dating a guy, he looks so perfect. That's a dangerous guy. The lady looks so perfect. That's the, you have never seen her without makeup before. Every time she's on point, something is wrong. You cannot be on point as a human being every time. There are some times you look funny. I think that I got a girl. That's the pretender right there. A human being. The hair can grow anywhere. You can look perfect every time. Sometimes you can look some way. Some, just sometimes. So pretenders are the ones who look perfect. 
There are the guys who come to church. They, they are, they are, they are Christian. Uh, which what could I use? Repertoire is is on point. Vocabulary on point. Sister Joy, the grace be with you. Peace, shalom. They use the right words. You have never seen them doing anything wrong before. They are the ones who only listen to only gospel music. You have never heard their head shaking with some beat before. Because they are always on point. But in their closet, the song they listen to. I used to know a sister like that on campus. When this lady is coming, hello, brother Daniel. He used to call me, she used to call Daniel, he said, Daniel. She said, brother Daniel. Look, she's so much on point. Always on point. One day she was coming, she put earphone in her ear. You know those times, the CD player. She was holding it, she was... I'm like, whoa, you're listening to worship? She said, yeah, the worship is good. By the time, so when I try to pull it off, I said, let me see the song. When I try to pull it off, she was like, trying to, when I put it in my ear, 50 cents. And I said, Lakito Padadesh, don't let anybody deceive you. We are all not perfect. We are people who triple and we keep getting back and walking. Can I get a very big amen? Oh, shout it. Glory, 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 glory. Have I helped somebody? Glory to God. First Corinthians chapter 8. First Corinthians chapter 8. Verse 9. He said, but take heed, lest any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. If any man see thee which had knowledge sit at meat in the, in the idol's temple, shall not the conscience of him which be weak and bolding to eat those which are offered to idols? He's talking about the weak conscience people. There are guys who, if they hear that a prayer warrior did something wrong, they leave the church. How can a prayer warrior impregnate a lady? They have never heard it before. But the guy is human. Prayer warriors can do wrong. Even the other one can do more wrong. Yes, because they are vulnerability. Because they are so spiritual, they don't allow some space in the flesh to know that Prayer doesn't make me strong in the flesh. I must be able to put in some principles around me so that it can help me to know that I am still here. You can pray seven hours and think you are in the spirit. And you can come back and do just something wrong. Because you are not living in the realm of the spirit. You are here. You can see in the realm of the spirit. So Christians are, look, be careful of the weaker brethren. So Paul says that if somebody, even if you are eating and food will make your other person weak because of him, don't eat. Eat in your bedroom. Mine is coming behavior though you have not eaten. Oh, it's pretense. No, you are helping the guy's conscience. Some people have weak conscience. Some people have, 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 have done some things in 1972. What? They can't forgive themselves because they have weak conscience. They keep repenting every time. 
if you repented once and it was a genuine repentance, walk away, don't go back to that sin and keep repenting. These are the brethren when they do something wrong, they will tell everybody. Hmm. Immediately they miss Pastor Tony and the Parker. Pastor Tony, can I tell you something? I did something wrong, eh? I did this so and so and so and so and so. How? I don't even know whether God has forgiven you or not. He said, God has forgiven you. Another time, they meet another person. Hmm. You don't confess your sin to, your, to a Christian brother, not even to a man of God. Because the man of God doesn't have power to forgive sins. The one who has power to forgive sins is Jesus Christ, the righteous. So I don't know what people are telling the Roman father who cannot forgive them their sins. Because the Roman father himself is under somebody who forgives him himself. So if the Roman father sins, who does he confess his sins to? I don't know. They have to tell me. You have to understand that we are working with weaker brethren. There are things that when you tell a weaker brethren, you have weakened his faith. Meanwhile, you are trying to be sincere. But you have weakened his faith. Anytime you come to church, he's seeing you some way. That is why it's only God. Sincerity of heart. We go to God and plead the Father, we miss it. Help us to stand. And God will help you to stand. And if God helped you to stand, no matter how... Oh, you can clap if you want to. If God helped you to stand... Let that thing between you and God alone. Because sometimes the people you have confessed, the day they get angry with you, they are weak. They are weak. They will not be doing expose. They say, you, I'll tell everybody your secrets. And they will tell other weaker brethren. When did this happen? 1998. God has forgiven you. Somebody said, but the Bible says, confess your sins one to another. When the Bible says confess your sins one to another, he's talking about the sin that you committed to somebody. So you go to the person and tell the person, I did this against you. I am sorry. Then the Bible says the person will forgive you. Then God himself also forgive you. If the sin is not something that is between you and somebody and you have to talk to God, talk to God. Some of you like sharing your secret with people too much. You are dealing with weaker brethren. Weaker brethren. Not many people have a very strong conscience. Even as a man of God, there are things I don't want you to come and tell me. Don't tell me. Because I can't do anything. We talk to only people that have a therapy for us. In that particular situation, we are going for help. If the person doesn't have any help for you, what you have told the person is just information. So I tell myself that God, anything that you show me, if God showed me, it means that he has given me power to help you. But if God didn't show me, don't come to me to tell me. Because I don't have the power to help you. You go to God. And through the word of God, allow the word of God to help you. Clap yourself. I've just saved you from 20 years trouble. So the weaker, the weaker bread, they keep confessing. And you're like, God say, I'm forgiving you. Tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning. Somebody said, he did something with with some lady somewhere. The following morning, the lady said she has repented. Went to a big man of God and repented. As if that's not enough. Went to another man of God and said, I have repented again. By the time she, she has repented to seven people. Are you not spreading here? That is not real repentance. 
Some people feel guilty about what they have done, but it's not that they really want to stop. If they had the opportunity, they will continue. But what is making them feel like that? Or because it looks like it won't happen again, they are regretting that, ah, so this will going to happen again. Oh, it's not true repentance. So somebody came to me in another church, said, man of God, this and this and Immediately, I said, don't tell me. Whatever it is, go tell God. Because I knew where she was going to go. I said, whatever it is, you're going to tell Because when I look into her eyes, I saw seven people she talking to. And I don't want to be number eight. I pray that your conscience will be strong in the Lord. If God has forgiven you, he's forgiven you. And sometimes some men of God even talk too much. One day a man of God was on radio and he thinks that he's bragging in his, his old life. Look, your old life, you shouldn't brag in it. When you're sharing it, it should even... But they brag in it when I was not born again, huh? Those are the things that make... We who were used to grow, we felt like we had to be bad. When I was not born, I was an arm robber. I used to do this, do this, and the, and the police heard it. They said, ah, crime doesn't expire. He said he knows all where all the arm robbers live. And they said, fine, that's good. You come and help us to arrest all the Arabs since you know where they live. Their confession has gone overboard. Some of you can confess. Confess it to God. He's the one that has the power to forgive sins. Clap your hands for God. If you are still feeling guilty about something you did seven years ago, two years ago, a year ago, that you talk to God, it means you are proud. You may look like you have really repented. It's not true. If God really forgave you, and you, you cannot forgive yourself, you are very, very, very proud. You want to beat Jesus' record. Because Jesus is the only person that walked in this earth sinless. You want to beat his record. It means that you are proud. You are telling Jesus that I will beat your record. But Jesus said, don't worry. We are not fighting about record. I've already given you the Holy Ghost. I've already given you my blood. Oh, come on. Clap your hands for the Lord. So tell somebody, don't come and confess your sin with you to me. Tell him the person. That bad thing you have done, talk to God about it. <laughs> are you sure you are here? So the weak conscience. First Timothy 119. He said, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning their faith, have made a shipwreck. He says that when it comes to our Christian faith, we should hold a good conscience. In the book of Romans, the Bible talked about those who think that they are in the world without God and how is God going to judge them. The Bible said they should understand that they saw everything that nature has made. And the Bible says that they are conscience telling them, speaking to them. So your conscience has already been made by God to tell you what is wrong and what is evil. So you can't say you didn't know because your conscience will prick you. So the Bible says some people, we have to try to hold on to faith, keeping a good conscience. So we must always keep a good conscience. Something that your conscience is telling you that this is not right, this is not good, leave it. It is helping you to keep a good conscience. Because if you don't do that, 
It will continue in it. Your conscience will go to a place where this means your conscience has been seared. You don't feel bad again. So it is good that God keeps pricking us because we are holding a good conscience. As we read the word of God and the word of God cleanses us in our conscience. Hallelujah. It renews our mind. You realize that, oh, you are writing an exam. You want to copy. You know you're about to fail. But your conscience tells you, don't copy. You holding on to it will help you fail and rewrite. But if you don't, you become a copycat. Means that you continue copying and it will become normal to you. So holding forth a good conscience. We allow our conscience. This is not even the Holy Spirit. This is your inner conscience telling you. Somebody did something, said, the way I would tell you my, your, my, my peace of mind. Now, by the time you realize somebody tells you that, don't, don't say it. Don't tell him your peace of mind. Leave it. Don't tell him your You are exercising yourself onto a good conscience. Can the amen be louder? Oh, there is, there is something. If you sign it, the boss will not know. You'll get more money. Holding of a good conscience, I will not sign it. If I sign it and the money comes and I, I finish spending it, my good conscience will still prick me. That shouldn't make me guilty. That should lead me to repentance. Because our good conscience is what leads us to repentance. Without your conscience, you will keep doing wrong and be jumping and be swimming in it. Thank God for a good conscience. I pray that your conscience will always be clear. In the mighty name of Jesus. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. I'm trying to keep it very simple. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, these are the last days, some shall depart from the faith. They'll depart from doctrine, giving heed to seducing spirits and the doctrines of the devil. So in the context of this scripture, let me give you an expose. Where the word you see there as faith is doctrine. So he said that some will depart from the doctrine. There is a doctrine of Christ. Hallelujah. That is why the next verse talk about seducing spirits. What are seducing spirits got to do? They will take you away from sound doctrine. And the doctrine of devils. So seducing spirits are not spirits that are showing their parts. Seducing spirits are sugar-coated messages. That when we preach, it makes you look like there is nothing wrong with sin. We, may, we preach it. It's, it's hyper-grace message. The Bible says grace and truth. There is grace and there is truth. Grace and truth always work together. If we preach only grace, many Christians will get crazy and think that, oh, there is grace. They don't know that the word is a two-edged sword. The God who forgives is a God who is also a God of judgment. So I got to be careful and know where to be in. Praise God. The Father, you forgive me, doesn't I should just jump in and say, oh, I can do anything. So he's saying that, Many would depart from the doctrine and now they will heed to seducing spirits. Seducing spirits are, is going to church is not important. All you need is just loving God. It is true. You got to love God. But you got to go to church. It's not about going to church. It's not about giving offering. If you love God, no, no, no. Seducing spirits. It's not about paying tithe. No, 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 no. Seducing spirits. Even if it's not about fasting. Why should we fast when Jesus died? Jesus fasted for us. No problem. We must not pray. 
Why? Jesus is in heaven making intercession for us. So why should we pray? He said, before you even ask, he has yes, heard you. So why should we pray? Seducing spirits. And many will depart from sound doctrine. When we come to church, we are praying. Say, clap your hands and pray. So it's, not, it's not about a clap. Who said it's about a clap? We are clapping because it helps you to become energetic. Oh, come on. Clap your hands for God. Because sometimes, if you don't add... Hey, those who pray a lot and long, they know that it takes strategy to pray long. If not, you'll be tired. Sometimes we go, Sometimes you lie down small, you wake up small, you lift up your legs small. Sometimes you just jump small. You don't want to sleep. Many of you have not done your own all night before. You like joining people to pray. That's your problem. In 2022, you have to have your own prayer time. Any prayer that you have joined somebody to pray, that you yourself, you have not prayed that hours before, it shows that you are weak. If you join us to pray for one hour, and you yourself in your own closet, you have not prayed one hour before, you are weak. Because Jesus said, at least you should walk with me for an hour. And you cannot. So we cannot, we cannot say things like that because these are seducing spirits. And many will depart from it. Let's go. Verse 2. Speaking lies and hypocrisy. Having their conscience seared with hot iron. The devil has a certain iron. It is called hot iron. By the time you keep doing wrong for a, wrong, a long time and you are not repenting, he will sear your conscience. So your conscience that is good will now be seared. It's scarred. Where there is a scar, sometimes you don't feel any pain. That is when you can kill people and you don't feel anything. It's normal to you. You keep on in sin and it's okay for you. Why? Your conscience has been seared. And believe me, when you get to this level, you will quote scriptures to back your sin. You quote it. You look for scripture that supports you. It means that you're on your way. You are going. May we never get here. That is why no matter, look, those who learn, who know how to forgive themselves, no matter what happens, if you truly repented, believe me, you'll be crying. Because you know that at least you used to be like this by, by the power of the Holy Ghost. You look by and say, Father, thank you that I'm not going back to my vomit. I see somebody, you are not going back to your vomit. You are not going back to your vomit. If you vomited it, it is gone and it is gone. Can I get a very big amen? May we not come to that place where our conscience will be seared with hot iron. You got offended in church. If you don't take time, your conscience will be seared with hot iron. You cannot go to any church again. And that is where many Christians have been. Because they had a man of God, so, 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 man of God did this. And they said, ah, this man of God did this. He's the one leading people. I won't go to church again. Can I tell you something? On the judgment day, everybody will be judged differently. Men of God have their own weakness. They'll be judged differently. The Bible said, don't look onto your pastor. He said, looking unto Jesus. He's the only one that sinned not. He's the only one. If you expect too much from people, you'll be disappointed in church. Look at somebody and say, hey, don't expect too much from me. You can, don't, hey, as a pastor, don't expect too much from me. I'm not a spirit. So sometimes I can get angry with you. And you say, I tell you I'll call you and I forgot to call you. Don't be angry. Sometimes I'm scared that we can't keep up with it. 
Just don't, 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 don't. The man of God said, Call me. He doesn't, he doesn't mean his words. Am I Jesus? I'll try as much as possible. Can I tell you something? As a pastor, I'll try as much as possible to be as sincere as possible. To be as holy as possible. To do what God wants me to do as much as my strength can allow me. But with the help of the Holy Ghost. If you don't know that without the help of the Holy Ghost, you cannot make it. You will still, those are the people, they still believe in their strength so much that when they do something wrong, they think that, ah, you, hey, even, uh, is it Hercules or Achilles? Even Achilles, that killed almost everybody. He, he died by the sword. Somebody shot him there. It shows that in the mortal realm, nobody attains it all. We shall all one day, something will give it in and your, your body may give up. But there is what we call the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why if your brother sins, the Bible says, ye that is spiritual, don't judge them. Say, look at, so you that you are becoming a church and praying, kalaba, kalaba, kalaba. see what you're doing. No. The Bible says that in the spirit of humility, Restore such a one, knowing that you yourself, you can fall in the same sin. So I pray for you this morning. That no matter the weakness in your flesh, the Holy Spirit will help you out. I can't hear the amen. No matter the trouble in your body, the Holy Spirit will help you out. In the mighty name of Jesus, clap your hands and shout glory. Are you expecting too much from somebody? Don't expect even too much from your own wife. Your own husband. Husbands can do crazy things. Wives too do crazy things. Don't expect, look, the best people you can marry are people you can sit and have open-minded conversations. It's maturity. That a person did something where we can sit down and talk about, look out for the root cause. I put it and we move ahead. If not, you accuse a person, accuse a person, that's when all of secrecy comes in. Because nobody wants to feel condemned. Because the person knows that if he open up to you, you crush him, you put hammer on his head, and later you yourself, you find yourself in another trouble. It shows how frail and weak we are without the Holy Ghost. But in all, as we uphold good conscience, we pray the Holy Spirit will strengthen us. Father, help us in our weaknesses. May we not expect too much from our fellow human beings. May we always look up to you. Jesus the righteous who keeps strengthening us day and night. Even in our weaknesses. If there's somebody here, there is a sin that keeps coming to you, making you feel bad. I pray that the power of the Holy Ghost will set you free. The spirit of life will set you free. He that is free in Jesus is free indeed. Shout it, I'm free. Oh, come on, shout it, I'm free. Shout it, I'm free. Shout it, I'm free. I am free. As you have declared it, so shall it be. I'm righteousness conscious. Sin is far from me. I have power over sin. Oh, say, as you're saying it, it's coming up. You are confessing the word. I have power over sin. 